Hello, you're listening to Episode 7 of Be You, Be Heard, a program of Girl Scout Spirit of Nebraska. In this podcast, we feature girls, highlight their experiences, and elevate their voices. I'm your host, Renee, and I love interviewing girls to hear how they are growing in courage, confidence, and character. Girls make the world a better place every day. Episode 7 is called Beyond Borders. We'll talk with sisters Mara and Madeline about their trip to Paris and London. We sang the Girl Scout World Song when they raised the flag, and we shared a quote of the day, and then we got our tube tickets. We'll also talk with Eros about being a global citizen and her trip to the United Nations Commission on the Status of Women in 2014. I knew that I wanted to be a global citizen, and I wanted to work towards progress in the world. And it was just, it was so inspiring in in that respect. This podcast is recorded in Lincoln, Nebraska, in the studios of community radio station 89.3 FM, KZUM. Their website is kzum.org. Today, we're going to talk about Girl Scouting across borders. Not a lot of people are aware that there are 10 million Girl Guides and Girl Scouts all over our planet in 150 countries. We are definitely part of a global movement. First, we're going to talk to sisters Mara and Madeline, who traveled to Europe this past summer with Girl Scouts, visiting both London and Paris. I was lucky enough to travel with them. In London, we stayed at Pax Lodge, one of the Girl Scouts' world centers. It opened in 1991 as a place for Girl Scouts from all over the world to come together and get to know each other and to facilitate girl travel. Mara and Madeline share with us some of the traditions they experienced at Pax Lodge and their thoughts on their visit. And just a quick comment, during these interviews, you can tell by my voice that I was fighting a cold. My name is Mara. I am in ninth grade and I'm from Omaha. And I went on a trip to London and Paris this summer. Hi, my name is Madeline. I'm in 12th grade. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. And I also went on a trip to London and Paris this summer. So let's talk a little bit about um, the London part. Um, can you, one of you, just share where we stayed and what is that place and why is it important? Uh, We stayed at Pax Lodge, which is a Girl Scout World Center, one of the five in the world. And um, we stayed there with a couple of other um, troops. And one of the places where the girls were from was Canada. And that was pretty cool because they were from a different country. Um, What did you think (laughs) about Pax Lodge, like the place itself, like the building? Um, It was not really what it was like kind of more than like a hotel than I expected but it was still really cool because it had like you know it had like a little room where you could all relax and hang out and it had like I don't know it was just the vibe of it was really inviting and like it kind of made me feel like I was a like I was a part of the I was part of Girl Scouts and it was like it wasn't just like my little troop I was actually like a part of something big when I was like around the other Girl Scouts. What I particularly liked was that the exterior, the exterior really blended in with the neighborhood. Like if it weren't for the sign that said, welcome to Pax Lodge, you wouldn't have been able to tell that it was a Girl Scout Lodge. What was the feel of the rest of the neighborhood? 
I really liked it. It was like kind of like a little a little borough in the big city, and it was really it was really pretty. It had like right next to it, there's a gorgeous brick building, and it, it just felt really nice. And it was it looked gorgeous. I just I loved it. Yeah, it had a very very vintage feel to it. Yes. During uh, your time in London. And when you were spending time with girls um, who also were staying at Pax Lodge, what were some of your thoughts that you had when you were hanging out with them? It surprised me how similar we were to the Canadian Girl Scouts. To me, I felt like everybody got along really well and everybody was like best, well, not best friends, but like everybody acted like friends and everybody was super nice and you know, you could just start up a conversation with everybody and it, they wouldn't be like a mean girl. They would just, you know, start to converse with you and you'd talk about stuff and they were like really friendly and nice. Madeline, what do you, when you say you were alike, what do you mean by that? Had it not been for the girls uh, saying that they were from Canada, I wouldn't have been able to tell that they were from Canada. Versus like the United States? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, we are very similar. When you spoke about your, let's talk about Girl Scouting in particular, when you spoke about your Girl Scouting experience together, did you have a lot in common with that or was it different, like their experience of Girl Scouting? Like their aging system, it was a little bit different. Like instead of having what we have, like Daisies, Brownies, Juniors, you know, all that, they have like, oh, I don't remember exactly what they were, but they had like different names for the levels, I think. And I think they went by different increments. So what were some of your favorite memories overall from the trip? Like, what did you enjoy? And what are some things you'll remember? I really liked the London Eye. Like, even standing in line, it was gorgeous. Being at the top, especially. I'm just going to have the picture of that in my mind forever. It was really pretty. That's one of my favorite experiences from London, I think. I particularly liked going to the Tower of London. And as seeing uh, the Royal Jewels. Um, also, just like the little things like going on the tube and like, I just I thought that was like a really cool experience. I don't know, because I just felt like it was just the little things. I felt that way when I saw a double decker bus for the first time. Can you talk about the the tradition that we did every morning? First, we got our breakfast, which usually consisted of like croissants, uh, toast, yogurt, various fruits, various spreads like Marmite, which I was really excited to try because I've seen it around the internet. And at nine o'clock in the morning, we uh, raised the flag and we sang, we sang the Girl Scout World Song when they raised the flag and we shared a quote of the day and then we got our tube tickets. <laughs> <laughs> this is true <laughs> not like a girl scout tradition though i don't think oh <laughs> <laughs> but that is true i always like to ask like so would you recommend other girls um travel to pax lodge or do some other sort of global trip with girl scouting Oh, absolutely. Like, if you could go to anyone, the world lodges anywhere, absolutely go. It's it's an experience. I would definitely recommend the experience with Pax Lodge and just, like, going on global trips with Girl Scouts in general. I think that they're great opportunities, and I would 
love to experience all the other uh, world centers too, because I know they're all going to be really different. And I think that it's a really once in a lifetime experience. And I think that it's something you're going to be able to share with your family and younger Girl Scouts. And I think it's just a really good experience to meet Girl Scouts from different countries and learn about what they do in their country too. If you're interested in traveling with Girl Scouts, you can participate in a council-sponsored trip like Mara and Madeline, or you can plan a trip with your troop, or you can attend a GSUSA destination. There are lots of ways to cross borders with Girl Scouting. Before our next interview, I need to give you a little context. In 2014, Girl Scout Spirit of Nebraska brought four high school girls to attend the United Nations Commission on the Status of Women. This is a conference that occurs every year and offers opportunities to nonprofits and NGOs from around the world to come together and talk about the importance of gender equality and how they are achieving that in their own countries, cultures, and communities. It's attended by 5,000 people annually. Our next interview is with Eros, who attended the Commission on the Status of Women, or CSW for short. We're excited to announce that in 2020, we will be returning with another group of four girls who are in the process of being selected right now. The girls who will attend CSW will have an opportunity to engage in Girl Scout work in global advocacy, learn about global issues, and how global entities like the United Nations function. Their voices will be heard on key global issues impacting girls worldwide. A little more about Eros, our next interviewee. She was a Girl Scout from a young age all the way through high school, and she'll talk to us about her experience at CSW and what she has done with herself since then, but also what it means to be a global citizen. She thinks it's important that people know that they can be global citizens without taking a trip. Though she has traveled a lot and gone to school overseas, she has great advice for how we can all be connected to our world from our homes in Nebraska. I'm excited for you to listen to this interview with Eros. She shares how her Girl Scouting experience has impacted her young adulthood, and she's a phenomenal example of how experiences gained in Girl Scouting translates to success and confidence in the rest of her life. Yeah, my name is Eros Shree. I was a Girl Scout since Brownie, um, and I stuck the whole way through. I was a Juliet for my older years, um, and now I'm an adult Girl Scout. I volunteer from time to time. I grew up in Omaha, and I currently live in Omaha for this year, Um, but the past four years I've been living abroad uh, for three of those years in the UK, getting my bachelor's degree, and next year I'll move to Berlin for my master's. Why don't we start with your experience at CSW? Let's just talk about that week, then when we were there, and some of your favorite memories or greatest experiences from from that. Yeah, it, it was really amazing. I have always sort of been interested in this globetrotter lifestyle of mine. Um, And I always knew I wanted to see more of the world. And I wanted to be involved in that. I've always been active in society and, you know, hoping to contribute to a greater world. Um, And so I knew it was a really great honor to get accepted for it. And then when I was there, just experiencing so many people from all over the world. I think my greatest memory is when we just went to, I can't remember what they're called, but the general meetings. Um, for It was, of course, the Commission on the Status of Women, so it was specifically about how women were being treated in the different countries and different statistics about that. 
But each country had their turn to give their little statement about how they'd been doing for the past, I guess, year. But yeah, just speaking about the progress they had made in the recent past. Obviously, they're not going to say, oh, we did terribly. But still hearing them have real statistics saying, we achieved this goal, we achieved that goal. And how that progress looked in different places. Obviously, progress for women looks very different in the States versus in more of a poverty-stricken country. But that's not to say the progress is any better or worse. It's, it's all progress. And that's what I think the important focus is, is knowing that we're moving forward. Um, and it was just really cool hearing the stories. A lot of them spoke in their own languages, which was cool. Everyone from all over the world being together in this one room celebrating the progress that had been made for women across the world towards these unified goals. And it really reassured in me the fact that I wanted to be a part of this. You know, I didn't know at that point that I would quite literally want to be a part of something like that, meaning policy and governance and that sort of thing. But I knew that I wanted to be a global citizen and I wanted to work towards progress in the world. And it was just, it was so inspiring in in that respect. So you kind of um, went in that direction already in this last question, but how did attending the commission on the status of women affect you going forward? Quite frankly, it didn't do a ton for me the first few years. You know, it was an amazing experience. I was incredibly honored to go. But, you know, it, it reassured the thoughts I already had, but it didn't direct them quite yet. You know, I still went to to college and I got, you know, sort of a business degree with it. I didn't do anything in policy or in governance or, or anything. I mean, it did reassure me to the point where I did go abroad for my degree. I didn't have that concrete plan yet because that was still sort of formulating inside me. You know, these aren't conscious decisions I think we make. I think Mm -hmm. they just slowly bubble up until you're like, oh, wait, yeah, this is what I want to do. And so I think it was the first puzzle piece that, that I really put together once I had a few more experiences in that realm. I, I got an internship in Brussels working for the World Fair Trade Organization And I did some lobbying events with the EU, and I super enjoyed that and loved that. And I thought, hey, I've experienced this before, and I loved that too. Is this what I want to do with my life? And so I sort of used that to direct my next internship that I did in public policy um, in Washington, D.C., working for the American Apparel and Footwear Association. And I was like, yeah, yeah. This is what I want to do. And so I definitely see it as like the first puzzle piece in my journey. You know, when you have just that first puzzle piece, you're like, I don't know what this puzzle is going to look like. I just know I have this piece and it's going to go somewhere. Maybe it's an edge piece. Maybe it's a middle piece. But that's the knowledge I have at this point. You mentioned being a global citizen. What does that mean to you? Even if you don't move anywhere or visit anywhere, I think... Being a global citizen just means being aware of what's out there and actively pursuing that knowledge and not just like factual knowledge, but social knowledge as well. I think it's really important to to be aware of the fact that not everybody thinks the way you do and that 
just because somebody has a different viewpoint than you do, oftentimes there's reasons for that viewpoint. And the more you understand about that, the more you can you can build bridges um, and, and make progress towards a common goal. Or maybe that goal in the beginning wasn't so common. And maybe that means you've changed your viewpoint from learning from someone else, or maybe it means you've helped them see your viewpoint. But I think at the end of the day, you know, none of us are perfect. I don't think anyone would say that they know everything and they they know how to handle everything. And I think the same thing holds true for society. You know, there's no perfect society. There's no utopia out there. And I think the more that we we actively cross borders and learn what other people are doing in other parts of the world, the more we can move forward with progress and figure out, you know, what is the best way of handling this issue or that issue. Especially like how you mentioned even if you aren't traveling, because obviously not everyone can travel, not everyone wants to travel. And for me and some of my work that I've been doing, that's that's an important thing is how do you make how do you make global citizens of girls who aren't old enough to travel or aren't interested or can't afford it. So what would you suggest to girls like that who are um, wanting to become global citizens but don't quite know, how to go about doing that in their in their home, wherever they are in Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a large part of it is just being aware of the world. So the more you can learn, I mean, we have so much technology at our fingertips. You can read the news and learn what's going on that way. You can, you know, find common interests with people in other web on other websites and speak to people from other parts of the world. Get a pen pal. But beyond that, I mean we have people from all over the world on our doorsteps, you know, not everyone here in Omaha or anywhere in any city in the States is originally from there. Even if they're just from a different state, they have a different viewpoint that you can learn from. And oftentimes there are plenty of people from abroad in, in your state um, that you can make friends with. Um, and just making sure you reach out and you make those connections and you have the patience to really learn from them. I think a lot of people don't have the patience to sit down and have a real conversation with maybe somebody who doesn't see the world in the same way. And so they get angry about that and they give up or they don't have the patience to sit down and, and get to the root of what somebody who may not be a native English speaker is trying to say because they're not saying it in the exact perfect way. But exerting the energy to really listen to all these different inputs we have coming at us is a huge thing. And not just listening to what we experience, but going out and seeking those in our community and via technology. Yeah, that's great. That is some great advice. Yeah, it's not that difficult, right? But you do have to work at it. You have to mm -hmm. make an effort. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't always have to be hard. Sometimes it's taking that tiny extra bit of effort to watch a Netflix movie with subtitles. Oh no, the horror. Mm -hmm. But just watching a film made from a different country can help you really experience a different viewpoint in another part of the world. I, I'm kind of like notorious whenever I go to a new workplace or move someone near, everyone's like, oh yeah, she's a Girl Scout. But it's because I really attribute a lot of what I've achieved in my life and the opportunities I've had due to my scouting. I think it's really, really important 
for girls to take advantage of what's available to them through Girl Scouts. It may seem like something small and just a time to hang out with your friends when you're a kid, but if you seek out the opportunities, things like applying to go to the CSW, the Commission, yeah, the Commission on Status Women, or, you know, volunteering or anything like that. Like, for the longest time, Girl Scouting was my resume, you know? It was my first couple of jobs. My volunteer work I did through that exposed me through to fundraising, to programming, to to customer service, to everything. And it, it really helped form me into the person I am today. My favorite part of Eros's interview is when she talks about how her experience at CSW was the first part of a puzzle. She didn't know what it was going to do for her, but she knew it was an opportunity that she couldn't pass up. Girl Scouts is a really great place for girls to have experiences like that, especially for older girls. There are life-changing opportunities that she could take advantage of now that may bubble up later in life and give her clarity and direction. If you're interested in learning more about Girl Scouts or opportunities for older girls or joining a troop for younger girls, you can find our website at www.girlscoutsnebraska.org. If you want to reach out, if you have questions, you can email marketing at girlscoutsnebraska.org. Thank you so much for listening to the seventh episode of Be You, Be Heard. For episode eight, we're going to be talking about art venture. If you enjoy this episode, please spread the love, tell a friend, share it on your social media, or rate us on your podcast listening app. Thank you very much.